Today's reading comes from John chapter 3, verses 1 to 17. Jesus teaches Nicodemus. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again. How can anyone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Lisa and Rachel. Um, I think I'd better start with another confession, which I didn't have when we were popping the bubble wrap earlier. But one of the hazards of being children and families minister, which is what I am, is that you're often involved in messy things, to the point that some of the children at nursery particularly even call me Messy Jane. And as my daughter's pointed out in the last song, I've got felt tipple down my T-shirt. It was clean on this morning, I promise. So, yes, I'm children and families minister, if you don't know. Um, and I'm Jane. So I thought we'd start with a little game. Who likes a little game? Thank you. There's a few people out here. Okay, so I need some volunteers to come and join me up here. Megan, you're excellent. You need to be good at acting, and you need to be able to and read a little bit. I, just, I did a whole performance of the Grumpy Pig and the Very Hungry I think that's probably my talk sorted. Millie's going to come and do it. Come up here, then. Okay, so... They do say never work with children, don't they? Yeah, you're going to... Okay, I'll tell you what, it's my turn to talk. I've learned that from Vanessa. Right, so the first thing... It's my turn to talk at the moment. So, Megan, I'm going to show you a card, and then you have to act to everybody out here what's on the card, and they have to shout out what you're doing, and then we'll tell them if they're right or not, okay? So, would you like an easy one or a hard one? Easy. Easy, okay. So, this is the first one. So, do an action. You need to do, come, let's come to the front, because we've got such a crowd, Okay. Bit more general. 
cooking, excellent. So this is the idea. Well done. That's one to Dan. Right, who's going to go next? Who can read? Okay. I can definitely. I can read a whole 50 Marvel books. I'm already feeling this is going downhill. Okay, this is Jack going to do this one. Okay, come over here. Coming to the front, trying not to shout it out. Excellent, driving a car. Well done, Jack. Good miming. Okay, Millie. Let's find one that we think Millie can do. Oh, I can definitely do cat. Cat? That wasn't one of my clues, though. Jane. How long have we got here, Rachel? Jane. Okay, this is one that you might be practised at. Can we sit down? Yes, that's a good idea. Sit down. Yes. Okay. Where people can see. That's it. She... Walking the dog. Excellent. Yes, well done. Okay. These are getting harder now. It's you, is it? No, I haven't got dinosaur either. Cleaning generally, excellent. Okay, okay, so I've got three that are slightly harder, so I'm going to get some volunteers for that. Jill, you could be the first one. And then we'll have uh, Pip, can you come and do one for me? Yeah? And Wayne, you could be the next one. Well volunteered, you three. Okay, this is one I did an awful lot of on Monday, our wheelathon at Pulse. Megan, can you come and be the model? Can you do that one in a minute? And Wayne can do that one. Okay. Yeah, good. First day. Yeah. So, who said that? I didn't even tell her either. Well done. Okay. I did a lot of it on Monday, didn't I? I'm not sure if this is something Pip does or not, to be honest. He does do it, he tells me. No, no, no. What sort of writing might Pip do? Yeah, homework. Yeah, does he do homework? Well done, thank you. Wayne, you, yep. Fab, well done, everyone. Thank you. Volunteers or not so volunteers. Okay, so I wondered, can anyone work out what those things have all got in common? They're all quite hard work. Yeah, I'll go with that. Wasn't quite the one I was looking for, but they are hard work. Yep. Yeah, well done, Daniel. They're all things that I've done during this last week. They are words as well. Yeah, they are all different things I've done during this week. Now, I'm sure many of you know that the last couple of weeks for us have been quite hard, um, very definitely unexpected and unusual. Life has been very different because of that. But amongst all the unusualness and all the unplannedness of the last couple of weeks, there are certain things I've had to still keep doing. People still are complaining of being hungry. People are still complaining of wanting clean clothes or not. Um, the dogs still need to be walked. They don't appreciate that I don't actually want to go out and walk for miles. 
So, in amongst everything I've been doing in the last week, there's been some sense of normalness because I've had to do all of those rules. I've had to do all of those things. That I it is because I'm a mum. I have to do certain roles in life. There are certain things that are expected of me. And we all have different roles, don't we? We all have maybe a work role and a home role. We all might have um, a school role. Some of us might be school counsellor as well as a student at school. I don't know why I bothered with this. So, yeah. So, yeah, Millie's a school counsellor as well. Um, so, we all have different roles. So, yeah. It's fine. Don't worry. I love a bit of audience participation. It's far more fun than me standing up here for ages. So, we all have different roles. And the thing is, last week we celebrated Pentecost, which was when the Holy Spirit came, wasn't it? And this week we celebrate the Trinity. And that's where we see God in different roles. We see God as God the Father, as God the Son, and as God the Holy Spirit. So God has different roles as well as the rest of us. The passage today is quite a powerful passage. It's full of lots of big, powerful words and conjures up lots of big, powerful images. You must be born again. You must be born of water and of the Spirit. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. And so it is with anyone born of the Spirit. All this talk of born again and being born of the Spirit, I wonder what it's all about, really, because I'd suggest a couple of years ago being a born-again Christian. In fact, actually, when I say a couple of years ago, I probably mean something like 20 years ago when I think about it. Time flies, doesn't it? But a few years ago, it was quite fashionable to be a born-again Christian, I'd suggest. It makes me think of Cliff Richard, if I'm honest. That is a sign of my age. But it's, I found it a bit scary and a bit frightening because it was something I didn't know and something I didn't understand. And I think Nicodemus kind of gets himself into this sort of a hole with Jesus as well. He goes to see Jesus, confident that Jesus is the Son of God. He has no qualms about that. That's quite clear. But once he starts talking with Jesus, Nicodemus gets into the same hole that a number of the disciples got into where they didn't really understand what Jesus was saying. And Jesus tells Nicodemus to be born of both the flesh and the spirit. We must be born again. Well, Nicodemus really doesn't get this, does he, at all? And clearly he visualises going back inside your mother's womb once you're fully grown and being born again. Well, I can tell you as a mum that gave birth to a nine and a half pound baby, I certainly wouldn't want to give birth to an adult. <laughs> nine and a half was my limit. So, I'm not mentioning who that was, Lucy, but you know, you wouldn't want to be any bigger. As my dad said at the time, I gave birth to a three month old, but she's lovely with it. So, so it's not being about born again out of us. Now, I'm going to apologise because I suspect there's many of you in this room that have actually heard this story before. Um, but when I look at a Bible passage, I kind of like to see if we can make it relevant to life for us today. Because it's easy to read in a book something that happened thousands of years ago. But for us to be Christ-like, we need to feel and experience the same things that they did then. So apologies if you have heard this before. 
I grew up in a family where going to church on Sunday was pretty normal. It was kind of what we did. I can remember at secondary school age, it was a bit awkward at school, but you kind of just glossed over the fact that you went to church. We didn't really talk about it, and I'm sure that's the same for a lot of kids these days, to be honest. If you'd have asked me at that stage, I'd have said I was a Christian. I, would, I believed in God, and I believed in Jesus. But I believed in Jesus more as a man from history, really, I think. There was proven evidence that he was there. So he was a kind of a historical figure in the same way that Henry VIII is or anybody else in history. And the Holy Spirit. Well, what did I make of the Holy Spirit? I didn't really think the Holy Spirit was for me. I kind of thought it was for the more intellectual ones amongst church. Um, the slightly brighter people, the proper vicars, shall we say, not for me. So it was something I didn't really need to think about too much. Now, as I got a bit older and into my teenage years, um, I have to confess that my bed um, took preference over coming to church on a Sunday morning. It was rather too early at 11 o'clock, so um, church at six might have been better, but, you know, it wasn't for me. But... When I was in my early 20s, there came an opportunity to go on a pilgrimage to a place called Taze. And I think Tom's got a picture with the first road sign that you see as you're going to Taze. Have we got that? Have we got one with the road sign in? You get a view as you look down the road. That's the one. So Taze, for those of you that don't know, Taze is a monastery in sort of slightly mid-south France. Now, in my mind, I thought, oh, a holiday to the south of France. Okay, so in my mind, I conjured up a beach, sunbathing, nice food, relaxation, this sort of thing, hopefully. It might come, it might not, but hopefully this sort of thing. This was more what I had in mind. Now, I don't know if anyone's ever been to Taze. Well, I know Alison has because she was with me then. That's how long we've known each other. But So, yeah, I'm sure anyone that's been to Taze, or Alison indeed, will tell you that it's nothing like that. Okay, it is not like that at all. So, let's go back to the first picture. But that was what my mind had thought I was going to be doing. But that week, that week in Taze, probably became the most significant part of my Christian journey. Then... And it's still probably the most significant part as I look back now. I think I was probably, could be classed as reborn during that week, I think, looking back. You don't know where it comes from and you don't know where the wind will blow. And so it is with the Spirit. I didn't experience a wow moment. I'm probably a bit of a slow burner. I'm not always the fastest person on the uptake, that's fair to say. Um, if you want to know any gossip or what the news is, certainly don't ask me, because I'll only know it about three months after everybody else. But how do I know? How do I know that I was touched by the Holy Spirit that week? How do I know that I felt the Holy Spirit and I was carried by the Holy Spirit? Well... You might find it hard to believe, but I'm actually quite shy. Probably doesn't look that way. I'm quite an introvert, and I quite like my own company. I know there's some of you looking very sceptically at me, but I actually do, I'm quite happy on my own, and I'm not a big traveller at all. When I was younger, so when I was in my late teens, early 20s, 
I used to get extremely homesick. I used to get, I would hate going away from home to the point that not only would I feel sick, I could actually be physically sick. Um, I'd love the idea of holidays and going away until about a week before them when I absolutely hated them. So when you get offered a chance to go to the south of France, you see this lovely beach, and then a week before the reality hit me. Now, as I've already slightly suggested, Alison was one of the two friends that I went with on that week, and because I'd agreed to go with some other people, I didn't really feel that dropping out or anything like that was an option, but it was very tough, and I can remember um, in the week before that feeling very sick at the thought of it. In fact, to put it into perspective, only about... A six weeks earlier, I'd actually flown home from a holiday in France that I'd got on with friends I worked with because I desperately needed to be at home. I couldn't cope with being away. So I'd flown from Spain all the way home on my own and phoned my parents from whatever airport I was at, I can't remember, and said, you need to come and meet me, I can't cope. So I really hated being away. So another week, six weeks later, in another place that was foreign was not something I was looking forward to. Many of you know my son Ollie is about to go to Borneo in um, about, it's about six weeks now, um, and he's going for a month, and he simply can't wait. Um, he shows none of my wanting to be at homeless at all. So, what do I do? Well, one of my coping mechanisms is actually to be really busy and to fill my time with everything so I don't have time to stop and think. I'm actually still quite like that now. All the time I'm doing, I can occupy myself and I don't need to think about real life. But when I'm stressed or uptight, I don't like time, I like to be busy. But Taze certainly doesn't do that. Um, I think there might be a picture of one of the prayer meetings in Taze. Taze is... It's huge. I can't even tell you how huge it is. Um, and there's just this huge church. And instead of having sermons, they have about 10 minutes of silence for you all to just reflect. Now, you might actually think that if you wished I'd opted for that option today. But uh, there you go, tough. Um, go to Taze if that's what you want. But Taze is a very quiet, reflective place. Life is slow. You spend hours in queues literally hours in queues. One night, Alison and I and Katie, the other girl I was with, decided we'd take ourselves off to the pub on Taze. Um, I use that in inverted commas. It was a shed, really, with the most enormous queue that probably stretched about from here to about Joy Lane School. So, I love School. Why did I say that? But that far, it stretched for miles. And when you got to the front of the queue, you were only allowed to buy one little French bottle of beer. It certainly wasn't going to be the night we got drunk. We didn't get drunk at all, actually. Not there. Um, <laughs> possibly at other times. Um, but during that week, I went from really not having anything to do to actually coping with not having anything to do. And I could have time to sit and reflect and for the first time, I think I truly encountered God, and I truly encountered the Holy Spirit. I've no doubt that the Holy Spirit got me through that week, because there is no way I'd have coped otherwise. Um, and for me, on the edge of a very dusty car park, because that was the only place left to pitch a tent when we arrived, I think I actually became a Christian properly. 
I can actually pinpoint that week. Instead of it being my parents' faith, it became my faith and my belief. And that's when I work with children. And I do some courses and stuff with children from time to time. One of them is called Sweet Treat. And we encourage the children to ask the questions that maybe you're not supposed to ask. You know, does God exist? Well, how does he exist? What does he do? We really encourage them to think for themselves about God, not to just accept it because it's what mum and dad do or what mum does or what your friends do. So yes, during that week, I laughed, I relaxed, I enjoyed myself, I worshipped, I prayed, I met the Holy Spirit. As I say, it wasn't a wow moment, it was a gradual awakening. But I certainly met with God in a new way. Probably enough about me. I think there's just two things I'm going to say to sum it up. I think firstly, like Nicodemus, it's okay to go to God with questions. It's okay not to have all the answers, even if we've been a Christian for 20, 30, 40, possibly longer years. It's okay to go to God with questions. When life gets a bit hard, it's okay to have a chat with God and tell him what you think, because he'll do that. He'll listen. My one warning is, though, just be prepared what his answer might be. And then on this Trinity Sunday, as we celebrate God as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and we celebrate and think about God in his different roles, let's just pray for ourselves and for each other that wherever we are, we can form and develop relationships with him. Amen.